Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. Today, we're so excited to have once again our friend on the friend zone, Jarrett Stevens. And so you guys are in for a treat. He's talking in this episode about his new book releasing June 1st, The Always God. He hasn't changed. You are not forgotten. And we get to hear his heart behind the book. It's such a great episode. Chrissy, did you love it? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I'm Jarrett Stevens' number one fan. Number two, he wrote a book a couple of years ago called The Mountains Are Calling. So he's taken us from the mountains to the desert. And Lisa, we have all suffered and we have all been in deserts. And I'm sure I'm not in my last one. I'm sure there'll be more. And it sounds like this book is going to answer all our questions and remind us about who God is. I am so pumped for this book to come out. Listen to this podcast and get excited about who our God is. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Chrissy Dunham, and I am here with my ministry partner and dear friend, Lisa Clark. And we have one of our most favorite people in the whole wide world on our podcast today. Lisa, I am so pumped. Will you tell the people? who flew in. He actually flew out. He is located in a different city, took time out of his busy schedule. We are honored to have, who is it, Lisa? The one and only Jarrett Stevens is back with us today. We are thrilled to have Jarrett back on with us. He's one of our friends and so excited to hear what's been going on and all the new stuff. And he's got a new book. I don't know if y'all are aware of that, but The Mountains Are Calling, I will have to say, is one of the Clark family favorites. And I know Brad has told you that so many times, Jarrett. We actually taught that book a whole summer in our class, our Bible fellowship class. So we're big fans and we're so excited about the new book coming out, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Jarrett, what's been going on? Well, there is a lot going on. And let me just say, Lisa and Chrissy, thank you so much for having me on the Wonder Podcast. Love being with you. Chrissy, do you say that your intro, you say that about every guest that comes on or is that just for me? Oh, okay. Go back and listen. All right. I'll I'll have to. But no, I'm so grateful uh, to be on with you and uh, sure miss both of you seeing you every week. There has been a lot going on. Last time I was doing this podcast, I think that was about uh, two years ago uh, when the Mountains Are Calling had come out. I was serving as the teaching pastor there at Prestonwood in Plano. And uh, recently, uh, as recently as the first of this year, transitioned down to Houston, my family and I. And I'm now serving as the senior pastor at Champion Forest Baptist Church, which is a great church in Northwest Houston. We've got four campuses uh, there, and it's just been a beautiful transition. Not the easiest transition in the world when you got a 15 and a 13-year-old as you know, two of my four daughters at that age uh, kind of rocked their world, making the move. But the church has been incredible to me and our family, and it's just been a really great transition. So we're having a good time. Well, we sure miss the Stevens family, but I know this is what the Lord had for you and When you hear his story of how this transition happened, it is nothing but God. So Mm. if you have a chance to go online, their services are online. I'm addicted. I watch it every week. Got it going Mm. on. And he is on fire right now. So make sure you find that. It really is. He's just one of my most favorite people. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But today... We are here to talk about a new book that's coming out. Tell us the name and start telling us about it. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, it's called The Always God. He hasn't changed and you are not forgotten. And uh, I'm really excited about this book. I actually wrote it during the quarantine last year. And that, that hit uh, our country, the COVID-19 pandemic, and just shut everything down. And at the same time that was going on, uh, you know, I knew God was doing some things in my own heart as it related to just where I was in life. And I think we all ask this question from time to time, God, do you see what's going on? Like, are you even paying attention to what's happening in my life? Or maybe we, we pray and we feel like our prayers aren't going past the roof. And we go, God, are you even hearing my prayers? Or we listen to pastors and uh, people talk about how God speaks to them. And we think, man, I'm not hearing from God. God, are you still speaking today? And so I just got a message in my heart. And I knew as soon as the Lord planted it there, that this is something that I needed to put on paper. And so the always God, uh, it's, it's broken up into three sections. The first section is that God is always here. And what I do is I... I talk about how God is always seeing, uh, that he never stops looking at our lives, seeing what we're going through. He's always hearing. And I, I talk about the, the process of prayer and how God always hears our prayers, uh, that he's always listening to the cries of his children. And then I talk about how he is always speaking. And uh, you know, I talk about the importance of the word of God in our life. And anytime we open up God's word, it points to the fact that he is indeed continuing to speak to us today. And so that's the first part. The second part is he's always working. And so, you know, I did a lot of running during the quarantine because you just wanted to get outside. And one of the songs that were real, that was real popular last year was Waymaker. And it's that whole idea that even when you don't feel it, he's working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. And so the second part of the book is what God does when he's working. I talk about how God is always calming the anxious. He's always pursuing the lost. He's always there for the lonely. He's always, I just talk about all of these actions that God does, how he's always at work in our lives. So he's always here. He's always working things like he's restoring the broken and he's there for the fearful. And so always work uh, here, always working. And then the third part is he's always faithful. And so those last two chapters are about how God can always be trusted uh, that he's never failed us. He's always going to come through. He's always uh, there for us. And so always, he's the always God. He's always here. He's always working and he's always faithful. So that's just kind of a, a general commercial for what the book is about. And I'm really, really excited about it. He hasn't changed and you are not forgotten. Okay. So I love the three sections and God is always here. God is always working. God is always faithful. You know, you said you wrote this during the pandemic. And I think for a lot of us during that time, we grew right in our spiritual walk. We spent more time with God. We were more intentional with it because this generation has never experienced anything like what we've gone through the last year where we were locked out of our church, basically, and in a global pandemic and all that came with that. And so I think for many of us, we've never had to rely or think about God like we thought about him over the last year. And it and I think what you're saying and what you wrote about is a good point to make during this time, because even though our circumstances changed, God did not. Yeah. And don't you think for Christians in 20 in the world today, and especially in the U.S., that we don't think about the God that we serve as the God that parted the Red Sea or yeah. all of the miracles and all of the things, because 
either we're not seeing it today, we're not looking, whatever the situation is. When you talk about it, that God is always here, he's seeing us, he's hearing us, he's He's speaking. How do we personalize that, Jarrett, to to be in awe of God? Because I thought about so many people were just immobilized over the last year with fear. And yet we know we're not to fear. And when we truly know who God is and that he is seeing us and he's, he's hearing us and he's speaking and that he's always working and he's the same God of the Old Testament, how do we personalize that to become an in awe of God and fear God and not these other things in our life? Yeah, it's a great question. And I actually uh, have chapter on uh, in the always working part called always comforting the lonely. And I think that's what a lot of people experienced during the pandemic, especially uh, you had elderly people who couldn't see their kids and their grandkids, and they were just so lonely. Uh, You had people who, you know, didn't go into work. They didn't get that social interaction. Kids weren't going to school. And so people were uh, extremely lonely. And one of the things that I say to them is, and this is how they can personalize it. And I talk about the difference between being alone and being lonely. And one of the things about our personal walks with the Lord is when we get alone with God, that's where we really begin to remember and it's reinforced that we are never alone. And so it's getting alone with God and it's resting in his promises. It's understanding that he, that he is the always God, meaning he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. Uh, The verse that I start out with in the book is Psalm chapter 90, verse two, that from everlasting to everlasting, Mm -hmm. you are God. And you're right, Lisa, that same God that parted the Red Sea is the same God uh, that is here and and is ready to part the troubled waters in our life. And, uh, you know, you say that about the Red Sea. I've got a third book that I'm working in my mind and heart right now that I want to call the ways of God. And, uh, you know, the uh, talking about just parting the Red Sea, when uh, those Israelites, their back was up against the wall and the enemy was coming on them, that Red Sea looked like a barrier, but the ways of God is he makes it a highway. Right. And so I want to look at all of the scriptures that just talk about the ways of God, how the way up is down uh, and from a, a being a, a humble standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, long answer to your question, but I really think the key is getting alone with God um, and spending time alone with him in uh, prayer. It is a relationship. You know, that's something I always try to, uh, narrow down with my girls is look, it's not about what we do for Jesus. It's about our relationship with him. And we spend a really, you know, I think we try to, we make this really complex and it doesn't need to be at the end of the day, we have a relationship with the God of the universe through his son, Jesus Christ, the same way we have a relationship with anyone. We spend time with them. We talk to them. We listen to him. And that's what we have to get back to as it relates to following Jesus. I love that. I love this whole concept. And as I was listening to you and Lisa, I started thinking, you know, as we look through the different seasons of our life, all three of us have been in deserts. So it's like you're taking us from the mountaintop to the desert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that God gave you this and uh you know, I was reminded just a couple of Sundays ago from my pastor that it's sufferings with an S. It's not yeah. suffering. It's not just going to happen one time. It's going to happen over your lifetime in different seasons of your life. There's going to be times of suffering. There's going to be times that you're down in the valley. And I was taught years ago that down in the valley, there's a lot of good green grass and it's good eating. Well, what happens yep. to us is we get in those valleys, we we start to suffer or our family suffers, whatever the situation is. And 
as a believer, the first place you go, hopefully, is to the Word of God. And you pray harder than you've ever prayed. You cry tears harder than you've ever cried. And you're in the Word of God. And for me, and I'm hoping for most Christians, I hear from Him all the time when I'm suffering, all the time Mm -hmm. when I'm in the desert. And the difference is I'm spending time with Him because I'm so desperate. I'm so desperate to see the God that separated the Red Sea. I'm so, I go back to those stories. Those are my go-to stories. Those are my victory stories that, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't even smell like smoke. It's the same God that we have today. So if you talk about coming from a mountaintop to the desert, was there a season or something that triggered this? Was it truly just God? Like, was there, is there something you can point no, it's a, at? No, it, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a great thing. And you're exactly right. Like you asked nine of our 10 listeners when they were closest to the Lord and nine out of 10 are going to say it was through a broken experience. It was through a desert experience. And really that's what I wanted book two to be. I wanted it to be about the desert, you know, but my publishers were like, Jared, I don't know if you want to do that. And, you know, I, I was going to be kind of like the Ric Flair, the nature boy of Christian <laughs> writing. Right. And so I said, okay, I better not go with the deserts. But there was a verse in scripture, Psalm 68, verse four says, sing to God, sing praises to his name, lift up a song to him who rides through the deserts. That's a beautiful song. Lift up a song to him who rides through the deserts. Mm -hmm. And if you keep reading that Psalm, the end of Psalm 68, uh, it tells us that we are to sing praises to the Lord, to him who rides in the heavens, the ancient heavens. So the same God that, that rides through the heavens is the same God that rides through the deserts. And you're right. There's just a time when we're going through the deserts and the valleys of life that it just, we're, we're just more desperate. The Bible says that he is near to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are contrite in spirit. And so for me, uh, Chrissy, what it was, was I knew God was turning something in my heart. I'd been at uh, my previous church for 20 plus years. My whole family was there. Uh, that's where I met my wife and girls, as you well know. And so I knew uh, that God was turning something in my heart in that time, was getting ready to do something in me. And I felt like it was moved me away. I really felt that in my heart. Now, uh, Champion Force hadn't called me yet. Uh, when I'm having these uh, stirrings, it's going on in February and March when the pandemic hits. And it scared me because I, I'm a guy who who puts down roots. I don't, me and my wife, we don't change things. I mean, we go to the same place to eat. We order the same things. We are not about change or anything like that. And so God stirring this in my heart, it really scared me. And, and I wanted my heart to be prepared. And uh, again, when I, I'm looking at the Lord in that particular situation in my own life, I'm going, okay, God, I'm crying out for you to move and I'm not hearing anything. And Lord, do you see what's going on in my life and what you're preparing me for? And so the message was really just reinforced. So it wasn't a specific circumstance or experience outside of knowing that God was doing something in my own heart and preparing me uh, for my next step in life. You know, Jarrett, the the title of your book, The Always God, He Hasn't Changed and You Are Not Forgotten. Isn't feeling forgotten, just like what you were saying, you were crying out to God and you were waiting and I'm sure this, you were feeling forgotten. Like, is he not listening to me? Or I feel like I'm in alignment with him. What's happening here. And I think for that, the human spirit, we can get there so quickly in our mind because I think we just want what we want. 
And then if God doesn't do what we want, then we feel forgotten. And so that's something that we're putting on ourselves, isn't it? Because God sees the big picture. And if we truly want, you know, the scripture says that this is the mind of Christ when we're in God's word, but we take on the mind of Christ. Don't we want our thoughts in alignment with him? And to not feel forgotten, but to know that he's constantly working. It's everything that you're saying. He's seeing us. He's hearing us. He's speaking us. We're not forgotten. We just need to want what he wants for us. Yeah. And it's not just wanting what we want. The the issue is we want it on our timetable. Yes. And God doesn't, you know, he does his best work in the waiting times of life. And so when we come across things that make us anxious, which I deal with in the book, or fearful, or lonely, or angry, what happens is we want these situations to be resolved immediately. Mm-hmm. We don't like feeling this way. And the reality is God does his best work in times of waiting. You read through the Psalms and uh, the psalmist is crying out over and over again for God to move. And then he comes back and says to himself, no, no, I need to wait on the Lord. It's good to wait on the Lord. And so I really think that at the end of the day, it's not just wanting what we want, but we want, we want God to work on our timetable. And I just have in the corners of my Bible, the two words, trust and entrust, trust and entrust. And at the end of the day, that's what God calls us to do, because we are going to go through those times of sufferings over and over and over again. And it, and God's not going to just immediately take us out of those things because he wants to reveal himself in a brand new way. We're in the middle of those things. And so I can just tell you, I was, I felt like I was waiting on the Lord for a long, long, long time. I mean, well before even God put this in my heart and stirring the transition, I was waiting on the Lord and I feel like I can look with integrity. Uh, I can look at people with uh, integrity in the eyes and say, you know what? It's always best to wait on God, to trust him and trust your life to him. And that's why that last part of the book, he's always faithful. You never have to lose hope and you can always trust him uh, because he is the always God, always faithful to the very end. So what is a word that you would say to our listeners for someone that has been praying for a while? whether it's for a spouse or for a job change or, you know, this whole pandemic, there are people in all different kinds of situations that are praying for different things. You know, the Lord works the best in the waiting. So someone's been waiting a while. What is a word of encouragement to them? What do you say to people like that? Yeah, I would probably take them to somewhere like Isaiah 41. And our Isaiah 42, uh, so you have the Isaiah passage where, you know, talk about a, a situation. I mean, Israel's in exile and they, they're not in, the, they're in a under pagan rule. They're living uh, in a land where people don't care about who they worship or how they worship or what they worship. And they're miserable. And they're thinking those very same things, man, God, are you ever going to come through? Are you listening to our prayers? Have you forgotten us? I mean, that's where the nation of Israel was at the time. And the prophet Isaiah shows up and God speaks a message to him. And what does he say? Isaiah chapter 40, he says, the Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. And then he says this He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even you shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings, like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And what I would tell them is do not waste your weight. 
Do not waste your wait. God is doing something. And so you just hold on by faith. And when you think you can't hold on any longer, you keep holding on by faith. And uh, I'm just telling you, God is with you. You keep reading down into Isaiah 41, where he says, fear not, for I am with you. The greatest promise in all of the Bible is that God is with you. If, if, if I told you, you wanted something so bad, but God is right by your side, like he is right there with you, you would say, okay, I can, I can keep going if I know God is with me. Well, Jesus and the, and, and the person of the Holy Spirit has one up that he's not only with you, he's and so that's where I'd go. I'd, I'd go to somewhere like Isaiah 40 and 41 and just say, man, just just sit on these promises for a little bit and rest in these promises and uh, and just let them soak into your heart, saturate into your mind and uh, hold tight to them with all of your heart. So good. Do not waste your weight. I love Don't it. Don't waste your weight. Do not yeah. waste your weight. Okay, Jared, we've got a few minutes left. Go ahead and just fill us in. How is Houston? Is it as humid as we hear it is? Well, that's the thing, you know, I'm starting to think they're playing mind tricks on me because I started visiting in October and here it is, uh, you know, the first of uh, May when we're doing this podcast and I haven't felt any of the humidity. Ah. And so, but, but the warning has been in June, it gets bad in July, it gets really bad. In August and September, it's miserable and you're going to hate it. That's kind of been the filter. So I'm buckling up for the coming months because I hear it's horrible. You're going to hear about it from those girls in your house when their hair starts getting real big and they can't do anything with it. I know, right? Guys, talk about suffering. Talk about suffering for the Lord. Exactly. Exactly. Let their hearts. Well, Jarrett, tell us about the book, when it comes out, where we can buy it. All yes, the, yes. All- well, I can't thank you enough for letting me come on this wonderful, wonder podcast and talk about the book and just help get the message out. I really believe in the message of this book. I really do. And I've written it. You know, I, I, my dad, who's my hero in life, gave me the best advice ever as it relates to uh, preaching and writing. He said, Jarrett, put it on shelf where everybody can get it. And so that's really my goal in writing. I want to just help people. I want to disciple people in the Christian faith. And so every chapter, just like the Mountains of Calling, starts with a story. And that story is interweaved through the chapter. And so I'm just, I'm really proud of this book. And just, I think the message is going to help a lot of people. That being said, uh, it releases June 1. So uh, you can get it wherever books are sold. And I would encourage you to just go online. Uh, you can, of course, Amazon it, put my name in there, and uh, it'll take you right to it. But June 1st is when it drops, and uh, I cannot wait. Well, mine is pre-ordered, and I cannot wait for it to arrive. That is my youngest daughter, Abigail Victoria Tracy's birthday, so that's easy to remember. It should be showing up on my doorstep. And it's the day before June the 2nd, Chrissy, which for years... Uh, you and I go way back on spending birthdays together at yeah. student camps. So that's right. Uh, John yeah. Callender and Julie Morris, all four of y'all. That's right. So that's June something we first. can all look forward to. This book by Jarrett Stevens, The Always God. He hasn't changed. You are not forgotten. Releasing June 1st. Everyone needs to get their hands on a copy. Jarrett, thank you for joining us again. Give our love to Debbie and the girls. I sure will. Thank y'all for having me. Okay. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. If you like what you heard and were encouraged, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. 
because your recommendation for our podcast brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you. God bless.